probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hutt. And joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And I know he's still buzzing from our great interview last week with Bly Henry. (laughs) I would never have expected that one, you naughty boy. I wonder what I wonder what Mr. Henry thinks of that, because we know he's an avid listener now. Yes. He's going to be listening. He's like, yeah, this is my Thursday morning routine. He gets up, gets some Weetabix, milk, loads of sugar. Maybe a bit of strawberry. Star Wars sessions him up. Love it, mate. Beautiful. How are you, Matty boy? Yeah, good, mate. I've been sitting on that one since we interviewed him. As soon as I heard his name was Bly, I was like, Guy even. Oh, there we go. Guy. I was like, <laughs> uh, this is it. I've got it. I've got it in the bag now. Yeah, what? But, uh, Guy Henry apparently enjoys uh, pouring Guinness over his cornflakes like a real like a real Brit. So um, that oh, may, wow. or may, not, may or may not be true, Guy. Uh, yeah, I'm good, though, mate. Yeah, nice weekend. Saw the family for the first time in about six years. So that was quite nice, enjoying the weather, as we always do, um, enjoy, enjoying a nice beer. So um, I'm laughing, mate. How about yourself? Yes, mate. It's been pretty filth, to be honest. Uh, saw some friends. Well, I say that, socially distanced. Saw one of or course. two. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. And uh, we virtually saw some friends as well. And, and, and that is uh, about it. Yeah. That is about it, sadly. Uh, but listen, mate, that, that one thing with this lockdown is I am saving money. Yes. Like my 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 ex- disposable income, is it pretty much like a chunk of it goes on takeaways, as our boy Luke Summerfield knows. Um, we, we share, you know, takeaway enthusiasm with each other. Um, and then other than that, you know, I, I, n- nothing, nothing. I didn't, I didn't even get a takeaway for dinner you know, this weekend, like we had loads of food and we were like, right, shove a chili con carne on, you know, bit of rice, tortilla. This food we bought, let's eat it. Oh, mate, filth, filth. But that's it really, mate. And you know what? I've been, I've been thinking, I've been thinking real hard about all sorts of things, Star Wars. And one of the things that I've spoken to you about this week, mate, is how absolutely grateful I am, and I know you are, for the incredible community that that has uh, rallied around this podcast. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you to you guys and you listeners. You guys are sick. We love you. Yep, I echo that. It's everyone who comments on the Instagram posts, the Twitter posts, the Facebook posts, who emails us, who's on the Discord, who DMs us, whether it's to talk Star Wars or to have a laugh or just a chat. We... We appreciate every single one of you taking time out of your day to listen, but also to join in and support and yes, I just rally around the pod because, again, we say it, we're just a couple of lads from Essex who met in a coffee shop and never really thought it'd go any further than that. So to um, to get to kind of where we are now and growing is a massive testament to everyone who listens. And we generally do mean that. We're not blowing smoke. We generally do appreciate and want to thank every, each and every one of you. And and on that note, we've got two extra people to thank, haven't we, Master Blywalker? 
Yes, we have, mate. In fact, we got two new patrons who have signed up for our Patreon for our extra spicy content. That is Stuart Howes and Emily Bonner. So thank you so much. You guys have both joined at the high ground tier, which is one of the most spicy tiers. So uh, thank you so much. And again, you're, you're contributing to the life, the life force of this podcast. So thank you. Thank you very much. So I hope Stuart and Emily never meet. And by that, I mean, because they now have to both shout, I have the higher ground at each other and it won't work because you're both on the high yeah. ground here. But if you do meet each other on a sessions meetup, thanks. We'll, we, it's we just a you paradox. A yeah, exactly. actually, yeah. We, it'll be like Back to the Future 2 or whatever, where they can't see yourself in the past and future. But uh, yeah, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for signing up. I hope you enjoy the content. Uh, Jibber Jab with Jabber the Hud for June has dropped now as pub has pubcasts and the Journal of Luke Blywalker. So you've got three extra shows plus um, all the other stuff we quite enjoy putting out every now and then. Plus you get your monthly questions. So guys, thank you very, very much for jumping on board. And as as after the announcement, I can hear the chimes. I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, mate. Should we talk some news? Mate, mate, let's do it. An excerpt from Charles Saul's High Republic novel, The Light of the Jedi, has revealed the great disaster that defined the era. Star Wars Episode One Racer has finally been released on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. EA has said it intends to double down on Star Wars titles following their recent game successes. And Shadowfall, the second instalment of Alexander Freed's Alphabet Squadron trilogy, has now been released physically and via ebook format too. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. So for this week's main discussion, we thought we'd uh, go forward in time, if that's so possible. Hopefully time travel isn't a thing in Star Wars, but it is on Star Wars Sessions. We wanted to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2, but specifically kind of the wild rumours spreading about uh, the cast, mostly, because rumours are kind of few and far between for the first season of Mandalorian. Now they seem to be everywhere. Story rumours, casting rumours, speculation. So we wanted to dip our toe in and just kind of address or, or just give our thoughts and opinions on some of those uh, theories going out there. So Master Blywalker, Mando season two, is, you know, everyone and their aunt seems to have got a rumour at the minute. That's it, mate. That is it. Everyone and their aunt has an idea or rumour or is in the Mandalorian <laughs> season two. Um, you know, let's let's just like take it back slightly, man. Like this is one of the most anticipated TV seasons of all time, right? The Mandalorian is one of the most successful TV shows of all time. That that is now undisputed. We got the figures. You know, it's culturally become so impactful i know i've mentioned it previously you know i went to tesco the other week all the baby yoda stuff all all like loads of it sold out yeah right like it's mental mate 
it is mental. I even saw this thing the other day on the internet. Is um, what are those games that like um, you pull it and you bop it, bop it, it. bop it, pull it, punch it, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. flipping. There's a Baby Yoda one, isn't there? I know Hasbro dropped a line of like Mandalorian board games. We put up a post months ago because I sent the um, some info about it. Like there was like Mandalorian, um, bop it. I don't know if it was Monopoly or something like that, like Where's Baby Yoda, it's called, and you had to find him before the bad guys did. They really have like dropped lines of games, whereas for the sequel trilogy films and, and other the Star Wars properties, I don't remember there being that many kind of like f- actual physical games, whereas The Mandalorian, they're just starting to pump stuff out left, right and centre. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. It is crazy, man. Like, And that is a slightly different discussion but it, it really does echo um what happened with the first star wars yeah. you know like people you know they made this thing and the, the thing being the mandalorian tv show and people going crazy over it and they're kind of like wow man let's we we need to pump some stuff out because we didn't know it was going to be this much of a big deal you know mm-hmm. we've had star wars for the past half a decade or so but it's not hit like the mando has right that you can quote me on that get that printed on a show or something um <laughs> merch merch hashtag merch oh <laughs> keep your eyes peeled by the way guys for merch we got some naughty merch coming i'm not <laughs> yes. talking i'm not talking box logo stuff we're pushing the boat out okay so i'm gonna I'm, the ordinary. I'm just gonna leave that there i'm gonna leave that there as a little naughty little oh a little taster mate little taster <laughs> you know we love those tasters don't we mate we, we do like a bit of the old tapas and you know what oh mate uh, tapas mate. i do like tapas do you know what do you know what Oh, oh. <laughs> flaming egg! There he is flaming egg. It's been a long week already. Mm. What are you? What are you? What are you consuming, my friend? Mate, I am consuming a Camden Town Hell's Lager. Camden <laughs> Hell's Lager. Keeping it local enough, mate. I don't mind a, oh. a North London or North Camden beer. I've got a a Blue Moon. Mmm. <laughs> That's no blue moon, mate. Yeah. In fact, it's all there is in my fridge. I have food as well. I'm not an yeah. alcoholic. He's got a few. He's got a few there. like. He's got a few Mars bars. He's got yeah. a dairy milk. He's got a crunchy in there and a carrot yeah, and, and a lettuce uh, hiding behind them. Yeah, and then just loads of blue moons. <laughs> no, yeah, Olivia, like you can't have normal food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't need milk, love. Come on. Yeah, come <laughs> oh, on, naughty boy. But um. Anyway, we, we've Mando. kind of we've we've Mandalorian season two. We've set the scene. Okay, the Mandalorian <laughs> is one of the biggest deals um, ever <laughs> in, in pop culture. Anyway, and uh, I was saying to my missus the other day, like I've been so looking forward to Stranger Things season four. Mm-hmm. That's been pushed back because they couldn't finish all of their principal photography for the series. Yep. Um, it really feels like. The Mandalorian has it has everything to win again, again. It does have extra pressure though, and obviously it now has a different issue, and this is the same issue that goes into I think any new Star Wars. Okay, um, let's use the Phantom Menace as an example. Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars coming out since you know eighty three came out in ninety nine. And uh, people had expectations in their head. Mm-hmm. They had an idea of who was going to be doing what, 
what Anakin was going to be doing in it, and so on and so forth. Uh, The Last Jedi, I think, is a great example as well. People had a preconceived idea of Luke Skywalker and what he was going to be doing. And maybe, uh, to a greater extent, the sequel trilogy, people were like, you know... Yeah, you know, Luke Skywalker is going to come out with two lightsabers. He's going to kill everyone. You know, he's going to save the day or so on and so forth. And, um, that's not what happened. And people get very upset when, when reality doesn't meet expectation, people get very, very upset. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is actually justified. That is reasonable you you know i might not agree with it or someone else might not agree with it but the point here is is that expectation is is a big big player when it comes to multimedia and especially something like star wars you know Mm -hmm. um and i feel like people are building up things in their head are you know ahsoka's going to be in it oh uh this bloke's going to be on it and this person's going to do that and we're going to see this person and i think it's fun to theorize but we're not seeing theories man we're seeing people like swearing on their life that xyz is going to be in season two of the mandalorian lucasfilm ain't confirmed it no one's confirmed nothing and that's what we're here to chat about mate what are your thoughts yeah it pretty much that i love we we do speculation shows whenever we can whenever there's a new release coming up so we're certainly not immune to it but we we do it the best intentions um and we're usually quite off the mark as well remember the palpatine ones cool um yeah i think do you remember the force baby i'm I'm surprised i wasn't in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so none of of what we're going to talk about tonight as far as i'm aware none of it's been confirmed by lucasfilm at all obviously there are some rumors when they talk about which have a lot more credibility ones which are all but confirmed by the people said to be playing them and some which just seem to have just come out of nowhere (laughs) <laughs> basically where the actors may have even said no i'm actually not doing that so yeah we just we just wanted to just look into like the validity as well and also why you know some of the rumors were getting like why what's the point yeah and not in a dismissive way because pretty much all of the rumors i've heard one way or another i've sat and thought i would love that to happen or that i dig that if they you know somehow if they can get that to work that would be awesome but yep. there's also a lot of risks and variables involved with that. Because obviously, just having said person in doesn't make it a good show. There could be many reasons. Though. It could be, it's a big risk to include certain factors into into the show. But I would be lying if I said, you know, some of them, you know, could be pretty cool. But could be pretty spicy. They would be. Be jumping on the old choo-choo spice train. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of risks along with them. So um, we kind of collated some, <laughs> some of the rumours that we'd heard. Um, and we've, you've all heard as well. We've, we've kind of put them all together, or, and we've probably got some of our own ones as well. So, Lukey Boy, what, what have you been hearing? You've put your ear to the ground. What are we hearing then? Um, okay. So we've got a few like little cheeky notes here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to like gravitate to the one that sticks out the most for me. I've already mentioned her. Um, to me, she's royalty. It's, it is Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is meant to be featuring in the Mandalorian season two. And in fact, I've heard, and guys, you're going to have to bear in mind that a lot of this is speculation. So we're not even sure if these are spoilers yet or not. Right. So if you really want to go and blind to the show, you know, maybe, maybe just skip to the game, you know, the Star Wars sessions game. Um, pow. But anyway, you've had your chance. 
now we're talking Ahsoka. I really, really think Ahsoka could be in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine that she will be featuring in this season and that it will be setting up her own spin-off show. Mm-hmm. Um, now, listen, mate. The thing is, when we heard <laughs> about Rogue One, yeah, you know... Once again, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Rogue One, and then they're going to be doing a Cassian, a Star Wars story. Yep. Which ironically turned out kind of be, to be true, because we're getting a TV show <laughs> um, of of him. But you, you know what I mean? There was literally, oh, yeah, they're doing this, a Star Wars story. They're doing that, a Star Wars yep. story. All right, everyone's getting a Star Wars story. Guess what? We ended up with two. Mm-hmm with two yeah, um, Oprah. you get one you get one that's it mate and and it's like i i just feel like uh take it with a pinch of salt do i think that ahsoka could feature in mandalorian season two i have a feeling yes my mm-hmm. gut tells me she could mm-hmm. um i can't this is going to sound a bit weird mate because the the casting rumors of course are rosario dawson is that right yes yeah it is yeah yeah um i can't help but think like like physically and from from a practical effects point of view you know what's that gonna look like right like it's i know that sounds daft but it's like i can't i almost can't imagine ahsoka being in live action because those sort of people in the even in the prequels you know like when they've got a lot of makeup on and a lot of like aesthetics and stuff and add-ons and so on and so forth, you'll notice they don't do a lot of crazy stuff. No. Right? Because they can't. They can't be jumping around left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if she's going to be in it, I think it could be a mocap job. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know how it, she's going to tie into it because you got, you know, she was in rebels and she got lost in a time loop i guess i don't know right like at the end of rebels she goes through to a portal she goes to the worlds between worlds and we're we're not even a hundred percent sure what that is right it's very it's left to our imagination Mm -hmm. right what what are your thoughts on that mate um i'm a hundred percent sure she's in it i'm a hundred percent sure mainly because of rosario dawson She's pretty. She's confirmed she's in it. Basically, she said, you know, they, someone asked and she said, "Well, Lucasfilm haven't confirmed it, but I'll be very happy when they do." She said, um, "She's what? in it." She's, she said those words uh, officially on a uh, an IG live. I think it was an Instagram live, but um, and she's she's in it. She's been because she's been, she's pretty much confirmed that she's there. Um, Bro, and what I think, and I've also heard that she's going to have a hood on. So do you remember how we saw her at the end of Ahsoka at the end of Rebels, like um, Ahsoka the White, like Gandalf the White, with yeah. her staff on her hood? That is what I'm hearing. She's going to look like Wait, she's going to have that what? hood on. That's mad. So in terms of action, it, she may not be seeing any action because, and if she isn't, she can have the robe on and the hood, and it kind of takes away some of the um, the the, the need for the visual uh, look, like the prosthetics and the Togruta, um long dangly bits i forget what they're called on now um lekus sorry yeah but <laughs> is that what is that what they're called they're called lekus yeah but then <laughs> giancarlo esposito our boy gideon he said now this is again this could be anyone but he said there's a major major epic epic lightsaber battle that's his word 
and he says that the dark saber clashes against the lightsaber. Now, Ahsoka has lightsaber, mm. but if she could, firstly, if she's going up against Gideon, he's mate, he's getting turned into sausages. He's got no chance. Um, oh, but then you would need to see action because I don't know, hooded Ahsoka would might look a bit weird. That might look like they're trying to um, cover stuff up, but. Do you know what? In terms of the casting, I'm very much behind the casting. I know there's been um, controversies around surrounding it, but I'm not here to address those. I think for in terms of the actor, how she looks and um, what she can bring to the table. Yeah, no. I yeah. think that is. I think she's a great, great choice. I think she's a tiny bit taller, apparently, but this is a fictional character we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Alden Ehrenreich's too too short to play Han Solo. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, looks nothing like on. Harrison Ford either. But yeah. we we buy into it. I think it, I think she's definitely in it. I think she's going to be great in it, and I do believe it's setting up her own stand stand off standalone um, series. My own, like you've just said, my only question is why. And I've said that that's going to be the question for almost everyone or any rumor now. The, is why? You know, why did why 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 are we using the Mandalorian as a as a jumping off? point for other people's standalones. I don't want it to just become, you know, flavour of the week. Oh, this week it's Ahsoka. And next week we're going to get the bloke in the background of the cantina to give him his own show. That's not what the Mando's about. The Mando is built on its own story, on its own character. Uh, Cara Dune, Gideon, Baby Yoda, Grief Cargo, Mando, of course, and all the other um, all the other legends. I don't want it to just be like a jumping off point to bring somebody mm. new in each week. So my question for every rumour is why? So why did I let so, so to you, my friend? Let's just say tomorrow the casting's announced and they say right, Ahsoka's in it. She's in one episode, which I believe she's only in one episode. Why? What you know? What on earth could she be doing? And again, this is all conjecture and speculation. But what could she be doing, Blilo? I think it all comes down to Baby Yoda, mm. um, and I say that because basically at the end of Mando, Mando is given the almost a command. Yeah. by the armorer to you know look after the baby you know this is like your child now um and you have to take it back to its its people its tribe something like that yep oh. <laughs> and it's like in he's loving it isn't he my boy is loving oh, it right this is now. the way this, this is the way because listen right the mandalorians are a creed they're no longer a race they're no longer just a race they are a creed mm-hmm. the jedi are real similar to that yep and i didn't take it as well you need to take baby yoda to the rest of his race right we don't even know what the race are right and yeah. it doesn't really talk about that in the show what the show does refer to is space wizards yeah mm-hmm. it refers to the jedi and yep. to the force a lot right that's what it refers to and that's what i feel like they got to be talking about and that's how i could see ahsoka playing into it in fact that is how i could see um luke skywalker possibly coming into oh, mandalorian wow. but i don't think season two i think you we'll feel- see a young a mo-capped young luke skywalker in season three of the mandalorian you heard it here people you heard it here put your money down that's it mate wow that's it listen right that's what i reckon but i think ahsoka it seems like almost a given right Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people feel like that 
but I don't want it to be so shoehorned in. I want them to explain the canon, right? I want them to explain how she got out of it, unless they bring her into the show and they don't explain it. And then she gets another show and that explains it, Mm. right? And you see the crossover event with Mando and then, you know, so on and so forth. What I am conscious of is the sequel trilogy. Right. Right. Because it's like, and I'm always, I'm always, I'm all, I always have this almost like the back of my mind, you know, whatever I'm doing, I might be cooking up, uh, you know, a uh, stir fry or something. I'm like, man, how's it going to play that Mandalorian? How's it going to play into the sequel trilogy? (laughs) You know, like I'm just sitting there, I'm around my nans or something. My nans talking to me and I'm just thinking, yeah, I wonder what my nan would think of this. If I find out what's going with Palps, yeah, we'll find out. I should explain to her the whole sequel trilogy in Mandalorian. Get her opinion on it. Get the lowdown on it. Just just take your microphone casually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll react. Nans react. Um, (laughs) But I don't don't know, mate. I I feel like Ahsoka is a given, and I think that would be a big deal for canon, and it would be a big deal for pop culture. Ahsoka is clearly loved. She's clearly adored in the Star Wars universe. Mm Yeah. so, yeah, I feel like it would be a good shot. And I think Rosario Dawson, yeah, more than capable to play that role. I think she's a good match. I think she's a flipping good match for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Star Wars. Star Wars is wonderfully weird. And it, The Mandalorian itself, is, as a show, is very wonderfully weird. You know, it suits it down to the ground. Um, but like you said, it's the, it's the you know, overpopulating the show with so many guest appearances, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something I want to kind of go um, on to, right? And there's there's been rumours of, uh, is it Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, Timothy Oliphant is from uh, Justified and Deadwood and stuff like that. Good little right. actor. Right, gotcha. So we got, we got, we got it saying here that he is rumoured to play Cobb Vanth mm. wearing the fat armor. Now, Matty Boy, Cobb Vanth, he was mentioned that. in the um, Aftermath trilogy, was Aftermath he? Aftermath trilogy, yeah, very on the top level. A, a scar, like acid scarred Mandalorian set of armor, which is Boba Fett's, there's no doubt about it, it's Boba Fett's armor, was, was found in the sands of Tatooine. And a guy called Cobb Vanth, who's a local sheriff from a town called Freetown in Tatooine, he wears it now. And he's like a Freed. vigilante sheriff. He goes around, you know, sorting out the bad guys wearing the fet armor. So Cobb Vanth, and I mentioned it a couple of months ago. I was like, if they if they're bringing the armor back, they've got to explain Cobb Vanth because otherwise they're just you know uh, ignoring their their canon. And if this is true, mate, this is a huge boost for people like me and everyone who's listening who who reads those books and those expanded canon. Yeah. Now I I agree with you. <laughs> And I do think it is a big deal for for the book readers and stuff. But did you just say, right, he's from a town on Tatooine called Freetown. <laughs> yeah. Like Sierra Leone, Freetown. Yeah. <laughs> Mos Eisley, Mos Esper, Mos Very much, yep. Freetown. Freetown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. When okay. had an off day. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I think, see, listen, mate. I always think of our boy Danny Boy Sexton, you know, the king of uh, of Rayleigh and the king of... Where, where does he actually live again? Hockley? Ashingdon, I think. 
I think yeah, near Hockley. I'm just throwing it's, words it's, out. It's in it's in like one of these villages, like in in the east, like just above Southend. And England. um, he he's the king of you know so good. <laughs> um. And he said something on our roundtable, on our first roundtable, saying mm. he doesn't want anything to take away from the Mandalorian. You know, would XYZ take away from the Mandalorian? Exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, probably. Would someone turning up with Boba Fett armor confuse a lot of people? It, it's something they'd have to explain. And a lot of people who I know we're going to mention in the old Bantina, when we get to that old drinking hole, have said, you know, we believe in D- Dave and John. Or John and Dave, J and D, J D. If anyone can pull it off, it's them. John Favreau can do the story. Dave Filoni knows the canon. He knows the stories. He knows the ins and outs. If anyone can link them up somehow and make it feel organic and not just have him turn up and not mentioned, then I believe they can. But there is that prop. There is that obviously chance that he could turn up and people would be conf- be very confused, like. Bob Vanth, who's this guy? So yeah. unless he hasn't got his armor, his helmet on, or something, but they'd have to um, address that, or maybe the fact that we've had the rumor of Tamura Morrison as Boba Fett and possibly Rex. Maybe having him turn up in the same episode would then quash that because, like, well, actually, this guy's Boba Fett, and they have a fight. I don't, I don't know, but um, there are ways they can do it. Don't ask me how, but if yeah. it's not addressed, it will be very confusing. What do you think of the Boba Fett stuff then, Tamura? Turning up, Tamara Morrison turning up, playing oh. Fett, all Rex, Tamura. and I love Rex, Tamura I don't Morrison. know. Big Kiwi. Um, why, is my question. Look, he got, he got thrown into the Sarlacc pit to be digested slowly for a thousand years. Why? I mentioned it the other week. Well, I keep saying it. Why? We've had Ma- Ma- Darth Maul cut in half, survived. Palpatine thrown down a reactor shaft, survived. As I said before, he's the Dark Lord of the Sith. He's the, the big boss man. He can survive. Maul, a bit more dubious. Boba Fett's just a geezer in armour. He's um, How is he getting out of that? And I know Legends covered it. Do we need Boba Fett to survive? Ignore the, you know, the pop culture and the fact that people love him because he looks cool and the, the and the people collected his action figure. Do we need him? That's my counter-argument. No. Is If he turns up, fine. Again, it all comes down to the magical word of execution. <laughs> oh! How on, if they could write it and not just like... Oh, he only fell into the cheek of the Sarlacc, and then he and then he just crawled out. Oh, but they've really got—they're writing themselves into a corner here by having to explain how he got out because it's such a big deal, Boba Fett. People remember him as the guy who looked cool and then got eaten. To then have to almost to then retcon again George Lucas's idea to be like, I oh, Legends did it, but again that was never <laughs> canon. I don't know, mate. I I don't know. But again, like I said, every rumor I've heard, part of me thinks. Oh, nice. That would be cool to see Boba square off against the Mandalorian. What a dream fight. Or have Boba Fett tracking the Mandalorian in season two for whatever reason. That would be cool. But I still just go back to, you know, do we need it? So that's my question to you, mate. Boba Fett, I mean, all variables considered, does this need to happen? I can see why Ahsoka could happen. Boba Fett, does this need to happen? No. Of course it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I still strongly feel that it would be confusing for the brand. It'd be confusing for the image of the Mandalorian. You know, it's not just an IG job. You know, you can't just uh, copy IG88 and slap on 11, you know, <laughs> on it on the end and be like, well, it's a different droid, you know, because you can do that. And actually, it makes sense. Even having different Mandalorians on there, you notice, mate, 
the Mandalorian, the other Mandalorians in, in the show, they do look vastly different to our boy, Jindarin. Yeah. Is that it? Jindarin? Din, Dinjarin, yeah. Dinjarin, sorry. Yeah. I just call him Mando, man. Like, I never so call him by his name. Dinjarin, right. So I, I, I just think like having Boba there would almost take away from that. And mm. I think, I, you know, I'm just trying to, Especially after watching uh, Disney Gallery of the Mandalorian, oh, yeah. I'm trying to put my, you know, my mind into where Favreau and Filoni's would be, you know, kind of in their headspace. Mm-hmm. And I can't see them doing something like this, mate. You know, I, I, re- I feel like they would think before trying to make it sensible from a canonical standpoint, you know, I, I just think they would think, do you know what? I think this would take away from our boy. You know, mm-hmm. our creation, yep. our project. There's too much so, riding on it to work because how many people would be waiting for like the the moment of redemption? So Boba Fett's been mocked and laughed at since 1983, for for the most part, because of his easy death. How many people yeah. would be waiting for him to just to cut, turn up, wreck shop, and like be the coolest um, dude on the on the show? They, you, you got to think that they, if they're going to bring him back, they have to give him re, like something cool to do. But then. Is Mando then going to have to top that? So again, they write themselves into corners. Yeah, and I yes, I I agree. I agree. I think we're on the same page with that. I I would be very surprised if we see Boba turn up in this show at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the thing, mate. The, the The issue is now is there are people reporting that as gospel. They're coming yeah. out and they're saying that it's a fact from quote unquote my source. Yeah, <laughs> what sauce, mate? Flipping tomato, ketchup, sauce. It. Have a laugh. Yeah. What Ridge sauce? down the dog and duck. Yeah, rubbish, mate. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true because now you can't help but feel. Well, what if the Ahsoka one is rubbish? Now we yeah. have more reason to believe that isn't. But what about all the others? Now we've mentioned Rex. Okay, that is a bit more of a believable one. Oh, if I, tomorrow, I believe that one, mate. You you believe that one? I I, I believe it on the sense that if Ahsoka's around, I, I know that Rex isn't her kind of like lapdog who follows her beck and call. But if we are ever going to see Rex, it, you know, to have a to have Ahsoka there gives more credibility to the fact that Rex would be in. If, if Ahsoka wasn't wasn't being um, reported on and they just said, oh, Tamura Morrison's coming back to play Rex, I think, why? <laughs> just, okay, yeah. a bit random. But because Ahsoka's going to be there potentially, then I, then I can see it. And again, that would be nice for the fans of Ahsoka, the fans of the Clone Wars and Rebels, um, to see, you know, that, that, that iconic classic Star Wars animated pairing together in live action. What a, what a, you know, what a hat tip to the animators who spent years and George Lucas and Filoni working on those characters to give them a, a sh- give them a shot in the, in the you know the big uh, TV series or like the premiere TV series on Disney Plus and Star uh, Star Wars has um, has got you no know, you know give them a give them a pat on the back and put them on there and I don't mean that sound condescending no, but I'd love no, to see no. Captain Rex and Tamura Morrison on in in live action but it will only come if Osaka, Osaka, Osaka. I was thinking of Osaka in Japan, then doing Rosario and Dawson. If Osaka's there, then I'm a lot more confident Rex is there. What he's going to be doing, other than just kind of standing around, I'm not sure. But right, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It. I don't know, man. Like the Mandalorian season one does have fan service. Mm -hmm. It does have these moments where. That's a whole episode it's of it. clearly a nod to the fans and yeah 
there's it, it was all of chapter five, right? Yeah. That was the gunslinger. Yes, I right. Think it is. Um, Good knowledge. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For a man with bad memory, <laughs> he knows his Mando episodes just, <laughs> just about. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that was a whole nod. But I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't mind it. I think that was probably one of the weaker episodes. And guess what? Still sick. Mm-hmm. Still great fun to go back and watch, man. Like this whole thing is so easy to watch. So easy to flip and watch. Um, but there's a lot of callbacks, but. They are done in a very, very tasteful way. Mm-hmm. Very tasteful. The ATST, mate. Oh. Mate. It's not just Empire leftovers, dude, you know, got a batch of stormtroopers and they have an ATST. Right, great. Okay, we've seen that loads, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, would it make as much sense? It, it, it it makes a whole ton of sense the way they did it, and it's cool because they do a change in it, right? And even the stormtrooper transporter we see in one of the last chapters, it, which way. was a Kenner toy, and they made it's it right. into a real live action thing, you know. And you see these troopers coming out of it. That's such a big deal, and that's just tip of the iceberg, man. There's the all the aliens, the Kowakian monkey lizard, you know. That's that's just there's a lot. There's a lot of throwbacks. Mm-hmm. And obviously, once again, we get an episode of Disney Gallery showing us that and how intentional it was. But they put a new spin on it. It wasn't yeah. just so... It wasn't just a copy, it, and it, nor was it a love letter or a mimic. It was different. It was using stuff that was already in the universe. So therefore, it's showing you what else that thing could be used for. Mm-hmm. And I buy into it. And so from a character perspective, could that same line of thinking be used for a character like rex and ahsoka absolutely i i really believe that what about boba fett i don't think so i don't buy into it and even with the cob vamp thing i think that would be too complicated and convoluted to try and explain in a short season of mandalorian i just i just don't buy into it but um that's my two pennies worth anyway yeah, well, I, can, I, I want to see Cobb in there just because, again, I, I say it all the time. Lucasfilm and Daryl Ray and that pump out these books. They tell me everything's connected. They said everything's it all matters. Put your money where your mouth is and give give us give us fans who actually pay the money for these things. Give us some reason to think. Do you know what this is connected? This does work because the games do it. The video games connect like nobody's business. They are incredible. Battlefront Two campaign, Fallen Order, Bish Bash Bosh, connections everywhere. Yeah. Films, no. Mando, the first one had some great connections in it. Just, just do it again. Make, make make it work. Is my is my thing. That's me. That's not me being entitled, but make it work. Do you know what I mean? They're out. These characters are out there. Why make new ones when when they're already out there? But yeah. at the same time, though, it does revolve around Boba Fett again, and you know he's dead. So don't bring him yeah, back. He did. Again, it, 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 he did. It cheapens death in the universe, and I don't and I don't like that. So. I, I, but I do understand your concerns, though, because it is just, again, another character they've got to write in and make it work. Make it work for the casual fans and the hardcore as well. So, but if anyone can do it, those guys can. But um, what about the story of Katie Sackoff, uh, who is the voice of Bo-Katan, coming in to be Bo-Katan? Because, again, Katie Sackoff pretty much confirmed it online on her tweet. She basically said, yeah, I'm in it. So this is a dream come true. L- listen, like, I think take everything with a grain of salt. Take everything with a grain of salt, even when actors say this, yeah? Actors go to drama school, yeah? 
drama school is full of people who like to play tricks on each other. They like to play tricks on fans and they like to play around with people. Yeah, like that's the way it goes. You know, that is this is the way. <laughs> um so once again, until I see it in a trailer, until I see it even with the Ahsoka stuff, I'm still I'm not a hundred percent believing it. Um however, with this one, Bo-Katan, um I feel like we're going to see a bit more Mandalorian culture. Mm-hmm. The status of Mandalore as a planet, as a people, as a, as a you know, a um, colony almost. I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a bit more of that. So I think it actually makes a lot of sense to have someone like Bo turn up in the Mandalorian. It'd be a bit more, a bit like a Saw Gerrera figure in Rogue One. You know, you don't have to know. Mm-hmm saw to watch rogue one and understand yeah. kind of his his character arc in the film um same same here that's how i imagine they'd play it. i don't think she'd play a big role uh but i think it's a cool move you know like you said matty boy i think referring to the back to the animated shows bringing in stuff like that fantastic it's fantastic and it yeah. it really just proves um the weight of that star wars canon uh especially from the animated shows you know we we feel a bit more mugged off by uh the the written material i know y- yourself you you get a bit frustrated with that sometimes mate but that's the levels of canon you got your you know live action is always a grade i feel like the cartoons are b resistance except that's in a different league and then the books are c books and comics are c um and so, yeah, the, the, the A always takes precedent over everything else. Um, but I think this would be a great callback. What? How do you feel about it? Pretty much agree, basically, everything on that. Um, yeah. It makes sense. The last person we saw in canon holding the Darksaber was Bo-Katan in Rebels. Gideon's now got it, our boy Moff. Is it, is it just going to be a flashback to see how he got it, or is it going to be Bo-Katan, uh, a, a couple of scenes of her stalking... Gideon, like she did Ahsoka in this Clone Wars Season 7 on the uh, planet with the Pikes. Who knows? But this one, again, this one makes more sense because you don't need a big convoluted story. Uh, you, people people will, will know her and they could just chuck in a line of, of this is a, you know, this is a Mandalorian from a from better times or something like that or, worse, sure. or whatever, or former ruler of Mandalore. She's a former ruler of Mandalore. That's yeah, it. And then sick. we can think, right, this this person's obviously got some clout about them. Um, or she was the last person to hold the dark saber to command it, so that, I think they could bring it back. And I would, you know, I dig it because it's called the Mandalorian, and we've seen Mandalorians already. So it's not like it it would be weird bringing another one in. And he's on the move, and that and that's that's what also my justification for, for the pros of any of these rumors is. Mando's going to be on the move in this season. He's not just going to be on one planet. So it opens the galaxy up, and then the potential for him to just bump into these characters is raised. They're not all just going to happen to be on the same planet. So, yeah, pretty simple on that one. Bo-Katan yeah. makes the most sense for me, and I can see it happening. It's a pretty easy one, that, mate. Pretty yeah. easy one. Always on the move. Always on the move. Easy like Sunday morning. Um, another one which has been confirmed, but we don't know who it is, is Michael Bean. Very good character actor in sci-fi and action. Michael Bean, he is confirmed to be in The Mandalorian, um, but we don't know who he's playing. But there's a lot of rumours going around that he's playing a bounty hunter. Now, a lot of from a lot of my thinking that is that is based on who he has played previously, um, obviously in things like Aliens when he was um, one of the Marines and some of the other all the other, most a lot of other roles he's had when he's been some kind of heavy 
So I think I'd like to see him as a bounty hunter because he's got the look and he's got the the chops and he's got the uh, charisma to be a bounty hunter. Um, and Michael Biehn isn't the most, he's a recognisable face, but he isn't going. You're not going to see him, and he's not going to. It's not like putting Brad Pitt in where you, you you can't get past the fact that it's Brad Pitt. Michael Biehn's a character actor; he can slide into different roles uh, seamlessly. So no real in, no real uh, idea on whether he is going to play a bounty hunter, but in a show about bounty hunters. It makes sense. So yeah. again, if, yeah. even if you if you don't know much about Michael Biehn, if you just have a little look at his film his filmography, and you'll see that kind of roles he's been, it makes sense for him to be a bounty hunter. And in, I can't see what else he'd be in this. But then again, I'm not the writer. But no. so he's definitely in it, though. Michael Biehn, he's definitely confirmed. But we don't know what he's playing or who he's playing. No, I think that's it. I've I've had a little Google of him. I'm not super familiar with him, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, he looks. Star Warsy. I always yep. said that about when they announced the cast for Episode Seven. Um, I was like, "Yeah, these actors look Star Warsy. There's something <laughs> about them that that they look Star Wars." Um, and yeah, this this dude kind of passes that. I, I I like it. I like it. But yeah, no no more comments on that. I don't think pretty straightforward one. Um, Fennec Shand, who obviously was one of the uh, runaway bounty hunters mm-hmm. uh in the episode that we've already mentioned in the gunslinger um she's a bounty isn't she but she is a bounty hunter who's getting hunted um he's, she's meant she's to be one of the best in the galaxy yeah supposedly and again that makes kind of sense i guess as to why she'd turn up in season season two mm-hmm. um i thought she was pretty cool um that's it really i thought she was pretty cool <laughs> like, i mean she was shot in the stomach yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Baby Yoda could heal her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, listen, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't mind seeing her again. I wouldn't mind if we didn't see her again. I'm not. I'm indifferent about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I like Ming Na Wen as an actress, so I'd like to see her in the role. And they gave her a great backstory. Basically, you know, you don't want to mess this woman. She will kill you in seven different ways before you're dead. Yeah, I really like the way they brought her in and got, and built her up, and then you had um, Toro Calican. That goon, just killer. When I like that scene though, because it showed that even though he was a complete naive and a rookie, when when it came when the chips are down, he would he would kill shoot you first. in cold yeah he'd shoot you in like cold blooded murder whilst you're unarmed yeah. and um, shackled. So if she came back again, she's been shot in the stomach and left almost overnight to die. So how are they going to explain the fact that she just you know was she wearing some sort of um, chest plate which absorbed the bullet or the the bolt sorry i don't know but it would just be another cop out yeah, whereas with someone like Kuil, she's coming back man no with Kuil, he died and he he did in the yeah. penultimate episode and then in the next one they showed obviously mando at his little grave site and they they confirmed that he was gone i like that they did that because it's like, unfortunately you need to give finality sometimes because did it does... you did you not hear that Kuil's actually coming back for season two? Oh, Kuil's the mandalorian isn't he yeah, no, uh, no. Honestly, um, IG uh, Eleven is gonna dig him up and fix him. <laughs> He's gonna put him back because the that's again. what that's what Kuil did to IG Eleven. It all rhymes. It's all poetry. Be a nice montage about it in slow motion of him, but pulling, <laughs> pulling him out and like preparing him. I'm it's like, gonna if, take up a whole episode. Actually, yeah, Shand Dave Floney's doing that one. <laughs> And oh no, if Shand and Fett can come back, then our boy Kuil can. So yeah, again, indifferent. If it happens, great because I'd love I'm to not. see more of her. If not, 
well, we saw her get shot. But and apparently Mayfield, Bill Burr is returning. Uh, this is a rumor we've heard, but then again, Bill Burr said otherwise, hasn't he? Yeah, well, Bill Burr came out and was like, I'm doing these current projects, uh, and then after that, everything's dried up. I don't have anything else to do. And that was like, I think that was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, right, okay. So once again, there's a contradiction on the rumor mill of The Mandalorian Season 2 casting, because once again, everyone is in it, and everyone's appearing in it, you know? And it's like, no, come on, guys, like... Just because he was in season one, why would the, why does he need to be back in season two? Like honestly, mm-hmm. he was in prison, why? wasn't he? Yeah, what? Why? I mean, maybe, maybe I, you know, what for something like that, bring him back in season three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he wants revenge on the Mando or something. I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm just not that bothered to be honest. I don't hear it and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm more like, no, just give me Mando, give me Baby Yoda, give me new adventures mm-hmm. and let's meet some new characters because mm-hmm. that's the formula that works on this show, you know? It's not it's not huge. It's not huge. Although I do think it's going to fix some new uh, it's going to fix some big things. And there's one thing that admittedly I have heard I have heard that I think will happen. Okay. And I, if I'm not, if I'm not correct, I may have mentioned this before and I've thought it myself, but I've seen other people mention it. Okay. Do you want me to mention it now? Absolutely. You can't, you can't tease I that. I can't just tease something like that. Can I know that's filth? All right. Luke okay. in so the Mandalorian. I've, listen, I've heard, I've heard that the Skywalker saber is going to turn up in Mandalorian season two. <laughs> I've heard that. And that's how it's going to be explained. I'm telling you, man. I am telling you, Mandalorian, these plot holes in the sequel trilogy, yet they are going to be filled in by Mando and Good other questions TV series. another time. Exactly. Just like how Clone Wars fixed some prequel stuff. Like the <laughs> chips, the chips in the clone troopers and stuff. You know, it's a given nowadays, but mm-hmm. back then it weren't. You know, they were just really obedient the clones. never said it, yeah. Yeah, they, they were just super obedient. It's like, well, that, it doesn't really mu- make much sense. Why were they geared so toward Palpatine just saying something? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so the chips do make sense. But mm-hmm. if we had a cartoon to come and explain it, you know, years later, years later. So that's what I think anyway. So I've heard that's how maybe Ahsoka can play into season two. But that's that's all I'm saying. That's that's a that's a big bit of steak to fry up. That one is. If that's the case, then again, if it's if it's um, if it's written well, and if that is how Ahsoka plays into it, great. I I guess again, they've got this big platform now, and I don't want it to be like a jumping off point for things to be filled in. But if they can do it well and like like I say, tastefully, so it doesn't feel like they're actually filling. You don't want them to feel like they're like purposely making a point of look. We're showing you how this gets resolved remember that line Maz Kanata said this is what it's about you want these to feel organic to the story um, but mate if they can if they can dig drop that in there all for that because apparently some Skywalker Saga characters are appearing that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean Luke Khan and Leia that could be anyone in the I'm guessing the, the well, any of the nine films but I would have thought four, five and six would be most likely but one, two and three potentially as well I mean I don't know who could be You've mentioned Luke Skywalker potentially in season three. Season two, I've got no idea. I mean, 
I don't know who they could get, who they could also keep under wraps. I mean, they kept a lot under wraps for season one, but yeah, I don't know. Skywalker saga character. This, this again, when you hear that, you think of like the the big hitters, and it has to feel like it belongs. I I just so worried that Mando season two is going to fail because it is just like who 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 are they like CSI? Who's the guest star this week? On who's the guest person this week? And mm. do you remember that guy from A New Hope or Empire? Here he is again. And I don't want it to you know, overshadow those main characters. But all we know is that potentially Skywalker Saga characters are appearing. But I, I don't know who that is. But, you know, what, what do you think about that one, matey? I think, like I said at the start, we're, we're they're in danger of not meeting expectations. Mm-hmm. I I actually have faith in Dave Filoni and John Favreau. I think they get Star Wars, and I'm not just mm-hmm. saying that. I really feel like they get a lot of different sides of Star Wars, and as a team, they benefit from each other. Um, the Skywalker saga side—I don't know. I see. I think that the Mandalorian is gonna t- is gonna keep its distance and fix just like a couple things or address just a couple things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they are. I feel like they are like definitely capable of understanding when something is too far, when something mm-hmm. is too much of a wink to the audience. Yeah. I, I, I just, I do have faith. And that is why I'm actually quite skeptical about all of these casts, all of these rumors, right? Because I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't seem like a Favreau thing to do. Mm-hmm. Especially what, when you watch Disney Gallery, when you really understand or see and watch for yourself how John Favreau works and how Filoni works. I, I really think they get a lot of things. They really understand it. Um, and let's look at some of Filoni's work. You know, we know John Favreau's obviously capable, but let's look at someone like Dave Filoni. Obviously, Obi Wan turns up briefly in Rebels, um, yep. and it didn't doesn't ruin Obi Wan. And I, listen, I know that's slightly different, but it's it's done in such a tasteful, fantastic way. It's one of the my favourite series of Star Wars uh, moments. Sorry, of Star Wars canon when Obi Wan turns up mm-hmm. in Rebels, yeah. and it's it's done so well. It's done. Very, it's done very well, um, and I, I, you know, I could say the same about more. You know, it, it, I, I could just go on further. I really feel like they're treating Star Wars with a lot of respect, um, and I think I, I, I'm not worried about people turning up and you know taking away from Mandalorian. I, I'm not really worried about it. But watch this space. Interesting. And I dig that. Anything Luke Bly says, I'm always happy to abide by. Um, I have my I have my concerns and worries, but until anything's confirmed by LFL Lucasfilm, then um, watch this space, like you say. Uh, last few points, apparently we're returning to Sorgan, so maybe Mando's going to um, go and take that nice widow out for, for a dinner. Uh, apparently we're going back <laughs> to Tatooine, which is what we all want, apparently. And Navarro. I imagine Navarro, where we left off, is going to play in quite a lot. Um, and the WWE superstar Sasha Banks has been, apparently she's being cast as well, but Again, that, that's the kind of like, okay, great. I imagine it'll be for a fairly small role if that's the case. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so those ones. But I picked up a few more offline online as well. I'm just going to read out to you. But apparently, like you mentioned about the sequel trilogy, these are all rumours. There's apparently rumours that we're, we're going to explain the Emperor's return 
That's why Gideon wants Baby Yoda. Apparently, that's going to be play, yeah. spoken about a lot. You mentioned that. We know we're getting Gamorrean guards because Favreau posted oh, a picture. Yes. Let's not forget that. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis apparently has a role. Jamie Lee Curtis, I will buy in anything she's in, but that is a left field. Um, we know John Favreau is directing an episode this month, this season. Bryce Dallas is doing one. We've got the Ant-Man director, Peyton Reed, jumping on board. Robert Rodriguez and Carl Weathers are doing one. And uh, Pedro Pascal, he said he knows what Baby Yoda is. He knows the deal. He knows all of the... Um, he knows all the dirt on Baby Yoda. He said this, his best part is he knows everything. So let's just see what they decide to run with. So that's exciting that, you know, there is Baby Yoda backstory out there. However, he's still just going to be Baby Yoda. So um, that's it. some of the things I found. And apparently Pedro is going to be in the suit a lot more this season. But uh, yeah, I, I heard you um, get pretty uh, excited about the Emperor uh, tying in somehow. Yeah, bro. It makes so much sense, man. I've been saying that. I've been saying, you know... I really feel like the expanded canon is going to fill in a lot of blanks. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Kathleen Kennedy were like, do you know what? Don't worry about the Palpatine stuff because I already know we got other stuff that's going to explain that further in detail. And JJ Abrams and Chris Terry were like, just like, yeah, okay then. Take it off my hands. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I could definitely see that happening. Mm -hmm. Definitely see something like that happening. Um, And listen, if I were John Favreau, I'd do it. I'd be like, sweet, oh, we got this gaping plot hole. Wicked. That's that is that is like the end game of Mandalorian. That is your end point. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Fantastic, mate. Yeah. Sunny days in the Star Wars lore. You know, we got we got some exciting times ahead. I dig that, mate. And uh, a shout out to Bespin Bulletin, who's been providing a lot of Mandalorian season two uh, leaks and rumors on his page. So thank you for that, mate. Um, let's see let's see how many you got right as well buddy so uh, but once again yeah thank you for providing some info dude uh, before we go then Luke top level what on earth is season 2 going to be about I really think getting baby Yoda to the Jedi or to mm-hmm. force sensitive people I think the Mando is going to struggle with the idea of family he's going to struggle with the idea of once he gives this baby back to the people what what is left in his life you know what what is what 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 is he you know is he a bounty hunter anymore and i think i feel like we're also going to see really start seeing the true seeds of the first order Mm -hmm. yeah i I definitely think we're going to find whether it's them looking for Baby Yoda's homeworld or like quite unquote family or the Jedi or whatever, because uh, the armor did also say, you know, the Jedi are our enemies, but this little guy isn't. So there could that may be there may be some kind of um, distrust between Mando and Ahsoka or anyone he meets who's a Jedi. Um, so I think that is going to play into it. And Moff Gideon's going to be on their tail wanting Baby Yoda, and I think we're going to find out why because he said, you know, you've got no idea. You have no idea what you've got there, dude. So just hand him over. So yeah. I think we're going to find out more about that as well. And how these new characters apparently play into it, I've no idea. That's why I wanted to know what you thought with all these rumours. How on earth does all these... How does Boba Fett, Bo-Katan and Cobb Vanth and Ahsoka and Rex tie into any of that? Um, not entirely sure they all do. Ahsoka, I can see, in ter- like you say, with the relationship with Baby Yoda. But yeah, I think it's all going to be about our little boy, um, Baby Yoda. Uh, other than that, mate. And the Skywalker Sabre. And the Skywalker Saber, you heard it here first, yes. <laughs> You've heard it, so it's going to have something to do with that. But uh, yeah, Mando Season 2, it's four months away. I cannot wait. Ah, oh, mate. 
I can't flip him wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, the man, though, likes to visit a cantina and get himself a cheeky whatever it is he drinks. So uh, I see the bantina over there. The barman's calling us in, shall we? Mate, let's do it. Kef beers all round for everyone. Luke's paying. Yes. Um, it's our dusty bantina. We like to sit down with all of you guys, the listeners. You're here with us. And um, we wanted to find out what you thought about our main discussion. So what did you guys think about all the rumours, conjecture and speculation about Mando Season 2? Well, that's it, mate. First off, to kick us off, we got a cheeky voice message from Jess from Stateside. So let's hear it. Hi, guys. Uh, good morning from Colorado. I wanted to let you know my thoughts about the Clone Wars rumors. I actually don't know if I'm excited about all these people showing up. Um, I'm actually, I like how the Mandalorian was more of a story you could follow without knowing any of the Clone Wars series. But I might be excited if Boba Fett shows up. Um, yeah, that's all I, I have to say. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Queen of Colorado fantastic colorado love it. it love it mate uh no, thank you for sending that in just short and sweet i'm all over it short and sweet like me I, I fully agree i'm not entirely sure about all the characters i liked it when it was the original guys but hell let's just see they could pull it off brilliantly so jess what a legend thank you so much for that um, on, on to the written ones we've got brock bellinger he liked that the Mando was a self-contained story with new characters, but likes the idea of Ahsoka, Boba and Rex appearing, as he has faith in John and Dave. Sean Hudson, brother, he, uh, he said he hopes the rumoured additions don't detract from the main story. It's exciting, but don't have a new face every episode. That must be a Hudson mm. thing. Stick to Mando, Baby Yoda and the Darksaber. And Martin Mead, a.k.a. local boy, huh, said, Love the idea of Rex and Ahsoka appearing. Can't wait to see how they interact with Mando and Tiny, Baby Yoda, but hope it doesn't detract from the main story. Now, I smell a theme there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Thanks for sending those in, guys. Uh, Up next, we've got Paddy Harvey, who said having an interconnected story is the best thing to do. Uh, Emperor Joda21 said he thinks Boba and Cal Kestis won't be appearing. Mm. Probably just Ahsoka, Rex and Bo-Katan. All they need is the Ahsoka and Rex fan service. Can't get too much of that. Uh, And the bearded Django said he isn't pleased with the Rosario Dawson cast as he doesn't think she looks like the character but wants as much Tamara Morrison as possible. Thank you for those mm-hmm. naughty, spicy thoughts, guys. Shout out, Cal Kestis. Uh, now we're uh, moving on to some a regal time, some royalty. The King of Wales, he's dropped this voice message. Oh, what's happening, boys? I'm trying to socially distance you in the Bantina, but he's bounty hunters if you're trying to pour a drink over my head. Anyway, it's my turn to get the Kef beers in, but all I have to play with is this calamari flam. I'm so pumped for season two and will feel a bit gutted if most of the rumours are not true. But I'll wait with bated breath when the fandom reacts negatively because they don't like how the beloved characters are being portrayed. But I have total faith in Kath, John and Dave. 
This is the way. Love you guys and all the sessioners out there. And remember, Palpatine loves to dabble with the Darksaber. There he is, Luke Summerfield, Mr. Positivity from Wales himself. Uh, he's looking forward to these rumours, all of them, which is, uh, which is like classic Summerfield, which is good to hear. So he's pumped for the season. Can't wait to see if the rumours are true. We'd actually be upset if they weren't. And also, I, I, I echo you on the fandom, but full faith in Kathy, John and Dave. I think everyone has full faith in John and Dave. And you should have faith in Kathy Kennedy because she delivered us a lot of good stuff and the Mando. Yes, absolutely. Luke Summerfield loves a good Palpatine session. Um, up next, we got Matthew Bell, who said, I think it's an exciting prospect, but it's certainly not without risk, both for the show itself and for the characters, particularly Ahsoka. From what we've seen so far with Filoni and Favreau, it's cert- thank you. <laughs> it's certainly like something they can handle. Yes, preach. I think the inclusion of Cobb Vanth in particular could be really nice touch, stitching canon together nicely. And Matilda, the Swedish Jedi, said so curious. Very open minded though, hoping for a great season. Beautiful. Nice one, guys and girls. Uh, voice message all the way from Italy, I believe. Uh, an Austrian in Italy. It's Bernard Schoenbichler. And he said this. Hey, guys. This is Bernie from Austria, weighing in on this week's topic, Mandalorian Season 2 Casting Rumours. Really curious here, which of the characters which were rumoured to appear will make it into the series? Personally, I think it's a solid idea using Mandalorian Season 2 as a start-off point for introducing new characters and as long as they don't hijack the whole episode I'm totally fine with the inclusion of all those rumored characters be it Sokotano, Captain Rex, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, what have you. Alright guys that's it, thanks for the opportunity, all the best, cheers. And I said your name and I certainly hope I didn't butcher it my friend but yeah it's um, <laughs> Burner thinks it's a solid idea actually using man those as a jumping off point as long as they don't hijack the episode which everybody's saying so um yeah i i think that is going to be a theme for a lot of people mate it's a solid call it is a solid call thank you for sending that in burnt you legend and finally we got a little thought on this from none other than cuddy bricks who said i'm absolutely stoked about all the casting rumors and details from season two john and dave are the most capable hands to have this show in i'm trying to reserve my excitement for when I actually see said rumours manifest on screen as to eliminate any chance of disappointment. I do, however, think that that if I get to see Ahsoka interact with the child, I might die. <laughs> Straight up. And our last, last, last comment on this one comes from new patron, Emily Bonner, who said, I don't know if I believe the rumours. Think how secret they kept season one. Now... We have just, uh, hang on. Now we just have casting leaks all over the place. I don't know, dudes. I don't know. Love it, Emily. Love it. Solid one to win with because it's true. Season one, we knew nothing. Season two, everyone knows everything. So I think, Emily, you're onto something there. Guys, girls, thank you so much for sending in your comments. For the ones we couldn't get to and the voice messages we couldn't include, uh, please don't be disheartened. We love all of you very much and do, uh, do continue to send them in. Because uh, we like reading them and interacting anyway. And you will hear yourselves eventually on the show. If not this week, then another show. So guys, thank you very much 
for sending those in. And now on to uh, onto the Patreon questions. Yes, absolutely. And we are first. Naughty Patreon question comes from the King of Belgium, Vadim Simmons, who asks, What do you guys wish for future canon timeline? I personally love the legend story, Cade Bly Walker, wink, Luke's grandson, Luke Skywalker's grandson, is the anti-hero, and the big baddie is Darth Krait, former Jedi Master, a Sharad Het. There's light side users, multiple Sith, there's no more rule of two, and the whole white-bladed Imperial Knights, Blight, winky face, it's so good. (laughs) Now I like that, he's he's gone into the expanded universe a little bit there, the old legends, stuff Mm -hmm. that ain't canon, What, what are you thinking on that Matty boy? Uh, well, first off, shout out to Vadim for getting the bly puns in. That wasn't me. That was Filth. all Vadim. Filth. So, thank you, mate. Um, I'm with um, I'm with Rain Blylo Rain on what he said in previous shows. I'd like to see future stories, mainly for me. Firstly, I want to see the ST, ST gang, sequel trilogy gang, especially Ray, in the direct years after the Rise of Skywalker. How are they handling the transition and their life, given everything that has happened in the space of one year? How you know what's going on with them? I want to know more about them. Not everything up to the end of their lives, but you know, just that like, kind of a year or two after, and then a big jump forward. Like, give me three hundred years or maybe more forward in time. You know, enough time so they can fill in the backstory between Rise of Skywalker and the new, the new era. But I want them to really go forward, so they're not shackled by anything. I don't think they're going to do that for a long time. But I want them to go to a time where they haven't got to worry about breaking canon because they're making their own one. That's that's me. Yeah, I like that. I like that thought process. Um, and I think... I, I, I'm in agreement. I like the future aspect of, of canon. Um, and I want to see the results of the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want to you see that it was all worth something. Yeah. Um, so I slightly disagree with yourself i'm happy Mm. not to see (laughs) i'm happy not to see any more ray or any of these sequel trilogy people you know what said it hundreds of years maybe maybe a thousand after Mm. the sequel trilogy um if i'm not mistaken uh that's kind of like what what vadim's um uh storyline uh does uh except it's it's grandson so it's you know it's it's not it's not crazy crazy long uh i think that would be good I think that'd be good. I, I like future because even we can go to the past as much as we want, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in Star Wars canon now leads up to Ray and Ben Solo versus Palpatine. Everything yep. leads up to that point, right? So until something comes after that, that, that is the climax of the whole story. Um. Yep. That's my line of thinking. Uh, I'm not that bothered about a Skywalker lineage, but I do think we will see Skywalkers in in future films. Listen, I, I you know, if the world's around long enough, um, you know, I think Episode Ten is definitely in the books. I think it's crazy that they marketed it as the Skywalker Saga, but that doesn't mean there can't be an Episode Ten. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think set it way in the future and just do your own thing. That's what I think. I, I, I think that's your line of think, thinking about him. But that's a good question. Fantastic question. We could probably speak about that for 
like as our main subject one day, probably. Like it's quite a meaty one. I think we might have to, mate. I think I think you've sorted us out on another show there, Dimsky, um, mate. mate. Nice one. Yeah, as we always say, guys out there, answer the questions with us. Let us know what you think. Where would you want to see future stories? Do you want them in the past? Do you want like old Republic, or do you want them in like future Republic, or whatever they want to call it? What do you guys think? So, Vadim, cheers to you, um, Matthew Bell, legend. He said he's just finished the Clone Wars, and he was largely impressed by it. And his question was, or his statement. What struck him was the depth and detail was able to give to some of the various species in the galaxy far, far away. That said, some were done better than others. What were your favourite and least favourite? So the um, species that were giving any kind of... Um, uh, that were highlighted. Um, Matty Boy Belge, he chose his Abraxas his favourite. He thought they were fleshed out well and were key to the story. Like Ventress, Maul, Savage, Towson, the Night Sisters. He said they worked perfectly, even when they got... Though he thought the huts were dire. Jabber, what a lad, was fine, but the rest were regrettable so lukey boy the clone wars and the species what did you like what you know what species were handled well and which ones weren't you know what this is a this, i i struggled a little bit with this question to be honest because i was like what species did i not like <laughs> um uh do you know what i do have um an idea on on a species that i thought was just a little bit weird mm-hmm. um but I think the most of the reason why it sticks in my head is because I've done a role playing game with uh, a Star Wars role playing game with someone who insisted they were this this race of alien and they were pacifists. So in in the Clone Wars there is, um, I think it's Aminin. Uh, is it Aminin? Was it those little Irish le- le- lemurs? Yeah, they're like <laughs> tiny little monkey things, yeah. and they're pacifists. Yeah, yeah, and they those. live in a village, right? We bought your water here. We don't want you all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I thought that was like a little bit like, oh, okay. Boy walkers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose I'd have to go I'd have to go with those guys. Um, yeah, in, in terms of favourite, um, I think I like, again, this is a classic cop-out answer. I like what Clone Wars did where it kind of expanded on the culture of each planet. Mm-hmm. And each, and not, I won't say each race, but the races we got to see were on their native planets expanded on their culture, you know, what, what, what their home was, what their traditions were. Um, and Clone Wars was always about that. Even the older episodes were, were a little bit like that. Uh, I, I mean, the non canon ones, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Uh, 2003 ones, 2005 ones. Um, yeah, so I would, I'm going to go with the monkey things. I don't know what their name is. I thought it was, um, Aminin. I don't be. think I can't remember. that is the canon name. But anyway, um, I'm going to go with those. I think favorite, my favorite race. I mean, I don't know. The Wookiees, maybe? The mm-hmm. Wookiees? I don't, that, that's a hard question, really. I love them all equally. <laughs> it's a good question, though, Matty Boy. Um, it is a good. One, I agree, right? Matty Boy, about the, the, the Zabraks and the Dathomirians because the lore they've added is excellent. Um, the Duros, just because Cad Bane is one and Cad Bane is a boss, mm, um, and then we got through later on in canon. And um, the Gungans, do you know what I mean? They came out pretty well. They took down, you know, the Grievous, the, the Gungans huh. took out Grievous at one point. They they defeated him in battle. You know, no one, but, but I don't think hmm. any other races can really say that. So the Gungans, like it. they came out all right. Yes, he had Jar Jar, but you know, he's he's lovable in the old whoever it was who played him. Uh, he voiced him in most of the episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought the Gungans came out all right, and the Duros because Zad Bane's a boss. I didn't think the, the Nymoidians didn't really get much more than we saw in the prequels, but they're in nature, they are just snivelling. But the huts were horribly realised, like stinky 
and um, yeah, Zero the Hut was, and I like, I can't remember who it was they um, they based it upon now, but oh man, it was just, it, it, uh, when it gets, you know, obviously they, it's got appeal to everyone, but when it gets like too sort of like kiddie, and I don't mean to sound like kids shouldn't enjoy, but I mean, that was like two character and just two OTT with Zero the it Hut. Didn't, it didn't feel Star Wars-y, hey? I yeah. mean, that's an obvious one, the, the, the Huts. Um, which one was it? Which one was the really bad Zero. one? Zero. Zero. Oh yeah. Actually, he got yeah. killed oh, by Flynn. Oh, flame in heck. I've I've got to rewatch it. Man. Oh my yeah. I've got to they weren't it. done well. But yeah, I think the Gunguns and when well, the Namoidians didn't do anything and they weren't giving any kind of any any more, but I suppose that's consistent. And the huts, I've got to agree with you there, Matt, the huts were awful. So Matty Boy, thank you very much for that. That was a decent question. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for sending that in, Matty Boy. And um lastly we got a little voice message. From our gangster, patron, legend. I forget what state he's in, but he's from one of them. He's from one of 50. <laughs> Do you know which one it is, mate boy? I, I, I want to say Ohio, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm I, confident I that. think it's Kansas. He might be. I think I think it's Kansas. Anyway, it's in America. we found out recently he is a history teacher. This dude is a clever dude. Anyway, he sent in a voice message. Let's hear it from Jimmy Adams. <laughs> Hey man, Luke, just listened to your the best of the Rise of Skywalker. You guys did an amazing job as usual. Uh, I just ironically, ironically, had just listened to a podcast where a guy tore the Jesus out of uh, the Rise of Skywalker and it made me laugh. But you guys always help keep it grounded and what a great uh, community you guys have built. Uh, my Patreon question this month uh, would be what if Leia got to Obi Wan Kenobi on. Uh, Tatooine. What happens? Does he fly to uh, Alderaan and get blown up? What happens to the Resistance, the Rebellion, the Alliance, whatever the heck they're calling themselves these days? Um, and also, I just wanted your, uh, all your listeners to know what genuine guys you are. You know, I had posted a question. It was a little uh, political, and I took it down, and you guys reached out to me and offered to talk to me. And um, I just I really appreciate it, fellas. So keep up the great work, and uh, may the Force be with you. Always. He's also a king. Oh, what a lovely message, eh? What a lovely, mm. lovely message. Uh, Matty Boy, we got some questions in there. What are you thinking about them? Um, so, great question. What if Leia got to Obi-Wan? What happens? Does he, get, does, he, does he get blown up? And what happens to the Alliance? I think the Alliance is dead, if that happens, pretty much. If, if Leia gets to Obi-Wan and takes him to Alderaan, and then they both get destroyed... The Alliance is gone, I think, because you'd have Muffma, you'd have Dodonna, and that's pretty much it to lead the Alliance. You wouldn't have really anyone else to rally the cause. Um, and Luke Skywalker's dream, that was in the last Jedi novel that got some um, tabloid space, comes true. The one where he's basically just a farm boy forever. He lives a simple life in the homestead. He marries Cammy, and the Empire remains. It was kind of like a what-if situation. What if the droids were... Um, picked up on route by the stormtroopers and Luke never got the message. Pretty much like that, basically. If if Leia gets to Obi-Wan without going via Luke Skywalker and then they get blown up, I think that's mm. it. I think the Empire just remains. Do you know what I mean who's gonna who's gonna rally the sure. cause, you know, other than Mothma? I think I think that's it. But Jimmy on uh, as for your other messages, honestly we're glad you enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker episode because we did want to sh- uh, shine some positivity on that because we've also been, you know, we we've, we've had our uh, critiques about it as well, but we wanted to shine some light. I'm glad you liked our 
version. And it was very kind of you to to leave off with those um, nice words, and it means an awful lot to us that you know you you, you felt like you need you wanted to say that. So thanks, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I mean, in regards to the questions, I I think the force would have led to something anyway, Which, right? Yeah. Leia might have gone. I'm one of these people where Star Wars is in a very fortunate position where George Lucas said, you know, in this galaxy, there's this um, force that binds everything together, you know, and um, I think that that's why in Star Wars you can, to a certain degree, not always. But to a certain degree, you can get away with right time, right place. Mm-hmm. Because that's, not only does that happen in real life, yeah, it, uh, you know, in a fantasy world where there's a force and, you know, we, we're following people that are pivotal. Yeah, a feeling. You know, we're following people that are pivotal to the galaxy, mm-hmm. right? Then, yeah, I can buy into it. Leia, you know, didn't, she, she kind of just missed her bust to go see <laughs> Obi-Wan, right? You know, and if it weren't, you know, maybe Luke would have never got the opportunity to meet meet Obi-Wan, you know, and uh, maybe Obi-Wan would have got distracted or something. Uh, You know, we don't know. We don't know. But, you know, I feel like the way things happened in the Star Wars universe, listen to us, eh? Arc at us. Um, You know, it happened to some degree for a reason. Not everything is just like right time, right place, you know? That was what happened and it, it's it turned out for the better because that that boy that young man who looked out to that galaxy to that sunset on tatooine ended up inspiring the whole galaxy yep. um fantastic fantastic and thank you so much as well for your kind words i i, I echo everything matty boy said but you really are a cornerstone of our uh, community jimmy and um we appreciate it man because like we do try and look at things balanced mm-hmm. you know because just because we don't like or or absolutely head over heels love something doesn't mean we, you know i'm not gonna love bits of it yeah. right like some of my really like very close and good friends there are bits of them i don't really like i'm like oh man shut up you know or like oh you could change that or change that right that's how humans Mm -hmm. work you know no one's perfect so um i think it's just nice to take a bit more of a balanced review and uh i think it was also nice to challenge ourselves matey boy you know in that episode because obviously rise of skywalker didn't quite live up to our expectations but um you know it's nice to just you know to push yourself to look for the good look look into the positives of of that uh film and yeah, um it's helped me because i've watched it again since and i actually enjoyed it a lot more mm-hmm. ironically since our since our show so um yeah thank you so much jimmy yeah luke skywalker would want us to stay positive so we did so yeah nice one for all of you guys who sent us the questions we'll have a new batch coming in on the next episode because it's a new month new month new questions um, we'll give the patron details out at the end of the show. So, guys, get your answers in who are listening to to all uh, Vadim, Matty Boy, and Jimmy's questions there. But, um, Lukey Boy, there's a small matter of a of voting, an award coming up, isn't there? Yes, guys. Please, 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 if you have not yet, please take two minutes of your time to go onto the internet and go to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Search for Star Wars sessions because we know you're we, we're your favourite pod of all of them. And vote for us. Put put in your email address and confirm it. 
and it it takes like two minutes this could really change the future of this podcast you know it could be a real big deal for matt and i we're really just trying on this we're seeing how much people we can rally we know a lot of you guys listen and there's a lot of guys understandably so that 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 don't reach out that don't come on the discord don't email us and that's cool too you know that is cool um because i'm like that with a few podcasts but on this way on this count, can you please just do this for us? Please vote for us at BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Um, it would mean the absolute world to Matt and I. The deadline is uh, the 6th of July. Mm-hmm. So this coming Monday at midday, that is the deadline. So if you could do it before then, it would honestly mean so much to Matt and I. Uh, and, and and really, you know, let's look at this for geek culture, for pop culture. You know, are we really going to let some of these other podcasts walk all over us? No, come on. We need to be seen as a big deal. You know, you're going to have loads of big podcasts on there, some serious podcasts on there that, that, that you know, they should be on that platform, right, rightly so. But you know what people love? People love escapism. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the Oscars and people are like, oh man, Star Wars and Marvel don't win nothing. Yeah, it's because people don't get to vote on it. People vote with their money. Mm-hmm. Endgame won right endgame one the mandalorian one it doesn't need to win other awards and stuff you know mm-hmm. that's a nice little bonus podcasting's a bit different right we've won because we have such a lovely listenership and fan base and community but this would just be the cherry on top guys so let's show them let's show them what we got that's it we love your ears but we'd also love your votes as well so if you could do that we'd be forever indebted to you guys so uh lukey boy well said and with that it's time to bid farewell to the Bantina for one week again. We'll be back again next week, though, Barkeep, so you'll have our Imperial credits then as well. So, uh, guys, thanks for your contributions this week, and we'll be sure to hear from you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! You know what that means? That beautiful ditty sung by a voice you may just recognise. It's the game time. And I'm hosting it. And uh, Lukey Boy, would you like to know what game you're playing this week? Yes, mate. Bring it on. Okay, it's a short Come one. On. It's a short one, like me. Okay. But it's called, simply, What Film's That From? <laughs> I've got a few quotes, Star Wars quotes, and you have to tell me what Star Wars film they're from. Star Skywalker Saga, so one to nine, so we're not including Solo and Rogue One. I got five okay. quotes. All right. What film Ooh, okay. were they from? Bonus point if you can tell me who said it as well. Oh damn. Okay. All right. Let's do okay. it. Let's go. I'm excited, man. Right. I got five. Here we go. The first quote: "Hope is like the sun. If you only believe it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night." The Last Jedi. Who said it? I want to say. Say it again for me. Hope is like the sun. If you only believe it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night. It's um, Purple Hair Lady. <laughs> Holdo. What's the name? Holdo, yeah. Holdo Manoeuvre. Um, unfortunately, it's not. Crap. It's, it's Leia. Oh, Leia says it, but... What? Because Poe po says part of it later on, and then Holdo... Like, Holdo says it and then Poe finishes it for her when he's kind of like yeah yeah get on with it 
Oh, so it's Leia's okay. quotes. But you got one. You got oh, a point though, because okay. you got the Last Jedi. Fair enough. Fair Sorry. enough. Fair enough. So, okay. All right. I'll take that. It's officially out of five, but there are ten points at stake here. So, so far okay. you're officially one for one. So, quote two. You ready, my friend? Yeah. Let's. Do I almost it. read the film out then. Right. The quote is. Okay. Someone must have told him all about my little manoeuvre at the Battle of Tanab. Oh, mate. <laughs> Someone must have told them all about my little manoeuvre at the Battle of Tanab. I know it. I know it. I want to say Return of the Jedi. Okay, do you want to lock that answer in? <laughs> I feel like it's Lando. Yeah, it's Lando Corizian. Mm-hmm. In? I think... I think it's Return of the Jedi. Gone. He's locked it in. Right, I'm locking it in now. Good thing I did because you get two points for that. Oh, it is yes. Lando when he's made when he's made a general in the um, in the military the briefing room. Yes. That's All right. Okay. King. Yep. I'm I'm happy with that. Yep. He done it right. Uh, quote number three. Here we go. <clears throat> quote number three is: "To be angry is to be human." What? To be angry is to be human. That's that's from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, sadly, yes. To be angry is to be human. Hey, that's got prequels written all over it. <laughs> that's got, it's got bad dialogue written all over that, it. Must that's be Lucas. George Lucas. <laughs> all over to be it. Angry. I'm going to say Attack of the Clones. And this is a process of elimination. To be angry head. is to be human. And who do you think said it? Again... I can't see many people doing it. Maybe. Oh, damn. I don't know. Like. Yoda. Okay. I'm just going to uh, lock that answer I don't know. in. I don't feel like that's right. I Change that to Obi-Wan. Okay. I don't think it's Attack Obi-Wan. Of the one, I think it... Attack of the Clones and Obi-Wan, we're saying, are we? Well, I'm going to give you one point because it is Attack of the Clones. Yes. The king of dialogue there. And it's Padme Amidala who said it. Ah, uh, right. Okay, no, that makes sense. I can't, I can't explicitly remember when that was, but okay. Anakin was counting, and she was like, "Yeah, to be angry is to be human." Talking about uh, oh, how the yeah. Jedi were suffocating. So, um, one, two, three, four. So four out of six so far. That's so four so far. That's not bad, mate. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll take that. Mate. Right. I'll take it. It's penultimate one now. Two more. So this one. Here we go. The quote is: "The Force can have a strong influence on the weak-minded." Yeah, episode four, A New Hope, Obi-Wan. Final answer. The Force can have a strong influence on the weak-minded. Yeah. Right? He says that about the Stormtrooper, right? <laughs> You're confident on this one? I, I feel like I'm confident. I'm going to go with it, because I think... I've, I've been told recently I should go with my gut a little no, bit more. So yeah, go on. I'm going to go Go on with the gut. Good thing too, because it's two points. It is Obi oh, and a new host. yes, boy. Yes. Yes, boy. So okay. That is two, four, five, six out of eight. That's not a bad return. Right, the final one now. Here we go. The music's playing. The final one. Oh, don't. Quote, he said you were the last hope. Oh, is that it? He said you were the last hope. He said... He said. He said you were the last last hope. hope. Whoa. That could be a few things. This is it. 
This is it, Bly Richter Krennic. Bly Gonjin. It's it's sequel trilogy. Okay. I have a feeling it's Rise of Skywalker, you know. He said you were the last hope. I have a feeling it's Rise of Skywalker. Let's go in with that. What about who said it, potentially? Oh, mate. <laughs> That's hard. This is very difficult. Final one, mate. Oh, crap. I can't think of anyone. He said you were the last hope. So We're locking in Rise of Skywalker for now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm locking rise of Skywalker. Um, he said you were the last hope. He said you were the last hope. Yeah, I'm, I swear that's rise of Skywalker. I swear I've heard that recently, mm-hmm. and I can I can almost see it in my mind's eye. You know, like the the person saying it. Um, <laughs> he said you were the last uh, hope. Dude, I'm I'm blanking here. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with... Oh, mate, this is difficult. I'm going to... I feel like it's a character I don't know the name of. Mm. I know them, though, don't I? Oh, you know. Uh, I know. I'm going to say Poe. I have a feeling it's Poe. A force of feeling. So we're locking in the Rise of Skywalker and Poe Dameron. Yeah, I can. There, there are points here. I can give you one. It's definitely the rise of Skywalker. Do you know who said it? It Janna. Babu Frick sent us a message. He said you were the last hope. Of course, it was. Yes, seven out of ten, mate. That is a top tier effort, though. Oh, bro, that is top tier. Bro, so close. Yep. Okay. I reckon if I see Tross a few more times, I'll get that. Yeah. But no, good game. Good game. Another week, another spice fest by the Hudson. The choo-choo train. Choo-choo. The spice train yeah, is off. <laughs> it's great. We need to get a soundbite for that because otherwise people are going to be in the next room like, what's he listening to Thomas Hankin for? You're like Matt Sad again. Oh, it's okay. He's, on, he's, he's with Luke. It's the sessions again. We're just they don't even do a real podcast. We we let them pretend they do. <laughs> we just make, so we must make noises at each other and play soundbites. It's all a lie. Oh, mate. Well, it's after, not real. After my near clean sheet last week, I you almost got there this week. So two good weeks on the bounce. Next week. It's Lukey Blysko, so let's see if one of us can get a perfect score again. So that is that for the game this week. Nice one, Lukey boy. And also that is that Wait. for this episode. Episode 70. We're into a new Ooh. set of 10. 70 of Star Wars sessions. But the fun, my man, doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? You can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. That is our swanky website you can find us on twitter at star wars session with no s at the end you can slide into our galactic dms on instagram at star wars sessions or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note to our email address sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions yes be like stuart howells and emily bonner who joined up this week thank you once again guys uh, if you want to hear us which you're listening to now we're on Anchor FM Spotify Apple Podcasts Stitcher TuneIn everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll find us there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice 
and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcast. It's awesome. We're on there. So if you do have a spare 30 seconds, please drop us a review on there as well. It helps us more than we know. And we love hearing from you guys each and every week as well. So thank you guys. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell your person who you're not sure says that line in Rise of Skywalker. Tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin the more the merrier. The Kessel Spicier. Yes, tell Cobb of Anth to go to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote and vote for the Star Wars sessions on there. Also let them know this is the podcast you're looking for. But so until next time from me, see ya and from Luke. May the force be with you always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. This is the way. This is the way. Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>